0: Welcome to the Omphif podcast. Hello, and welcome to the OMFIF podcast. I'm Taylor Pierce, Senior Economist at OMFIF, and here with me today is Oliver Berger, Head of Middle East and North Africa at State Street Corporation. We'll be discussing the challenges and opportunities for central banks with regard to their data capabilities and operating models, including for reserve managers. Oliver, it's a pleasure to have you today. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, Taylor, thanks for having me.
0: So we can jump right in. You start by setting the scene. What are some of the macro factors driving central banks toward technology transformation?
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Taylor. So and thank you again for having me on on the podcast on this subject. You know, technology transformation has played an increasing role in our lives for more than the last decade. How we shop, how we work, how we communicate, and the list really kind of goes on. So, as we witness the unprecedented surge in digitalization, central banks, the custodians of monetary policies and financial stability, are no exception to transformation. There's the evolving global payments landscape, the rise of digital currencies, and underpinning all of this, the need for a more digitalized infrastructure to support these developments so understanding the role that technology and innovation plays in reshaping the financial landscape is is critically important to central banks now in taking a step back we also see a few significant market events as catalysts and drivers of change you know first was the 2008 global financial crisis as market volatility surged and and, and central bankers needed access to critical data in a timely manner. Uh, Many found that the data sets and the data models, frankly, they were using were inadequate. I mean, it it often took days uh, or weeks to get accurate data sets available. Then there was the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, through some research that we did with central banks earlier in the year, we learned from central bankers that needed to quickly adopt and source data from new and alternative sources, and, and these Uh, including like social media, sentiment data from media, press releases, mobility reports, I mean, internet searches and other non-traditional sources that were key to kind of informing economic analysis. And in addition to the the core data, you know, to form the holistic picture, you know, this was really, you know, needed to kind of get to proper decision-making. And we've seen central banks increasingly add investment in their big data capabilities adding to increased volume, variety, and uh, velocity of, of being used for economic forecasts, fraud and financial crime monitoring, assessment of financial stability and, and reserves monitoring. So as we stand at the cusp of a new era with AI as the next accelerator or disruptor, standing still is clearly uh, not an option. Many central banks are on a transformational path, they're looking for improved efficiency and increased agility and importantly, enhanced security. With this, there are many ways of tackling this. But from our perspective at State Street, building a solid foundation with data at the core is a critical success factor and enabler of enterprise-wide digital transformation. And the above mentioned, really you
0: know,
1: is the agility and flexibility, uh, which everybody's seeking.
0: Great, Thanks. You mentioned how important it is to develop digital infrastructure to optimize functionalities across a number of different central bank responsibilities and, and capabilities as many central banks and other official institutions undergo these technological transformations to optimize their data capabilities. How are they approaching this?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question and important to understand some of the background around existing architecture before diving into how we're tackling this. So as I mentioned earlier, central banks and official institutions over the last 20 years have grown the volume and range of data sets rather organically and very much at a departmental level. Each department simply gathered data according to its own needs and its own policies and, and would usually consolidate that through ETL tools, so extract, transform, load. Over time, this has become unwieldy and resource intensive, and the lack of governance or oversight has resulted in a variety of different data sets, repositories, and tools to collect and analyze the data across many of these institutions. What we can now see is that this form of data architecture lacks the dexterity and agility to scale with the growing demands of data. And this is an unavoidable challenge, really, for many of these institutions. Uh, In the recent GPI survey, 40% of the reserve managers surveyed listed integration and increased visibility of data sources as a top priority. So, I mean, they are challenged by getting access to the right information in a timely and in a convenient way. And to answer your question around approach, a good starting point here for many is to start looking at the consolidation of systems across asset classes and business lines in a systematic way. As systems continue to consolidate, data can be more seamlessly digested, analyzed, and applied across the departments and so on. continues. Um, to expedite the transformation, we see the adaptation of an enterprise data platform as a logical next step. Or in fact, you could also kind of ring fence uh, this from monetary and investment data or subsets of data dependent really on, on the use case. There's data lakehouse capabilities and having the ability to process structured and unstructured data side by side. And then there's the enterprise data platform approach. Here, I mean, deploying a cloud native platform to enable the seamless integration of all data, both internal and external. And from an investment perspective, security mastering and gold copy data access across all asset classes in real time. Now, how do you alleviate that multiple copies of the data challenge? We think with solutions that combine warehousing, orchestration, reporting, and delivery of data. This also really helps to establish governance frameworks around access and use of data sets. For example, discrepancies in data can be traced through data libraries. Users will access data on demand in a simplified manner with query tools. And data lineage plays a significant role also for audit and really following data to the source. Thinking about this in the context of managing reserve, an enterprise data platform connects data from various sources in a seamless manner. Adding to this is the services layer, which validates and curates, governs a master copy of the data. Ultimately, you know they are the key ingredients for obtaining real-time position data and visibility of risk at a firm-wide level. Sounds all pretty easy, right? It can feel like a quantum task, but in this context, I think it's important to remember that simplification of the existing architecture is in many cases, the biggest challenge facing IT teams at central banks and patchwork on monolithic data frameworks, Uh, it's, it's simply not a viable option.
0: Right. And you've touched on this. uh, You you went quite into a bit of detail on this, but when it comes to data and operating models for reserves managers specifically and on the investment side, are there any other challenges that you're seeing and any other technological solutions that you think might be used to help mitigate these challenges?
1: Yeah. Well, thanks, Taylor. It's a great question, but probably one of the the harder ones. Broadly and at an enterprise level, I think you can address these operating challenges, I mean, tactically through people, through process and through technology considerations. I mean, let us start with people. Across many industries today, institutions are facing stark talent shortages and the financial services sector, frankly, is is no different. Unsurprisingly, we found through GPI research that talent was a very common operating challenge for central bank reserve managers. A remarkable 58% of respondents uh, reported recruitment and training and personal retention You know, as areas of particular concern. The next three areas high on the radar of central bank reserves managers were improving access to effective analytical tools, access to relevant information and organizing internal process. And this kind of ties hand in hand with what we discussed previously around system integration and increased visibility of data and making information available to the right people at the right time. So moving on to the technology aspect, I mean, consolidating data environments and effectively streamlining business processes promotes access to relevant information collaboration and increased transparency. The open architecture platforms that support interoperability are key. And that's a point to stress on interoperability. They can help remove silos, integrate data more effectively, enable the adaptation of cloud technology. Now that it's, it's hard to get very far in a data conversation with the central bank without addressing cloud. And given the nature of software providers moving from on-prem or on-premise to cloud, it's it's a determining factor for any operating model design. But you know, while many central bankers see the benefit of cloud, the flexibility, the tr- transparency, scalability, and resiliency, they continue to wrestle with data sovereignty as they look to adopt cloud models. That, that remains a significant challenge. Operating in in heavily regulated environment poses some obstacles for adaptation of cloud services, particularly in relation to cross-border data sharing. Cybersecurity is clearly also a concern given their mandate, but what we're seeing is some central banks are reaching somewhat of a middle ground. They're willing or able to allow some of the less sensitive data onto the cloud, but will not be able to fully migrate to a public cloud because of the need to protect more sensitive data. So adopting more of a hybrid model approach to cloud is certainly uh, what we're seeing as first steps. Hybrid clouds are a mix of public cloud hosted on a multi-tenant infrastructure and private cloud hosted in an on-prem infrastructure. A blended approach helps enable the benefits of efficiencies and tools offered within cloud computing without compromising on the security standards of uh, storing sensitive data which is absolutely critical for central banks. I would say that there are some of the key operating challenges facing central banks central bankers as they are looking to transform their operating models.
0: great thanks so much. It's clear that cloud is critical to the digital transformations which central banks uh, are undergoing, but cloud also comes with its own set of challenges. So what are some of the technical solutions that could be used to help mitigate these challenges?
1: Yeah, I think there, there are a few areas we can touch on based on some of the areas of concern that we noted, in particularly in the GPI research. So absolutely, there are technological solutions to help mitigate these challenges consolidating data environments and effectively streamlining business processes, promotes collaboration and increased transparency with an organization. Open architecture platforms that support interoperability are key. They help remove the silos we talked about, integrate data more effectively and enable the adoption of cloud technology. We're seeing breakthroughs in encryption capabilities and. The central banks leveraging different approaches to help maximize interoperability with global banking systems. And lastly, once a suitable platform has been identified, the, the data services element is the real enabler for bringing these pieces together. I mean, thinking about this process in the context of reserve management, an enterprise data management platform enables the connectivity that is required to draw data from various sources in a seamless manner. And then the services layer helps to validate, curate and create a master version of the data. Obtaining these services uh, through an external provider allows the investment teams to shift from data management to data analysis and focus on insights and decision-making. And ultimately that is the key of being able to unlock quality, real-time exposure data, visibility of risk at a firm-wide level to support investment decisions. So I would say there are three key areas of solutions that can help solve most of these operational challenges. So one, an operating model with the capacity to deliver a trusted and verified cold copy of data. Two, an operating model with embedded resiliency and adaptability, and three, data management services that include sourcing, transforming, scrubbing, validating, and preparing data for consumption, which promotes the critical interoperability we have talked about throughout our conversation. Bringing these three elements together will put public investors on the path to capturing the the promise of the digital age. And I think that's an incredibly exciting prospect.
0: Definitely very exciting. It sounds like there are challenges involved as well, including, as you mentioned, privacy, security, accuracy, fragmentation, but it does sound like the technology emerging is is going to be very transformative for for our central banks and other official institutions. So thank you so much, Oliver, for, for joining us today. And thank you as well to our listeners. For more on Central Bank's operating models and data transformations, be sure to check out our report, Central Banks in the Digital Age, Bringing Data into Focus, which can be found on the OMFIF website, and also be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Thank you for
1: listening to the OMFIF podcast.